Nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. Whether they should go to heaven, 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 or hell, 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 from too, too old to sell, 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 we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Nobody calls him yellow. It's my co host, Evan. People, people, we are the same. No, we're not, because he don't know the game. It's my co host, Saker. <laughs> what is the game that I don't know? I'm familiar with a yeah, lot yeah. of games. Man, I'm trying to figure out the game that you don't know. What um, is it? I'm backgammon. Oh, yeah. I was just researching backgammon the other day. It seems inscrutable to yeah. me. <laughs> there's dice, there's checkers, <laughs> there's like like a bunch line. of fucking triangles. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on in backgammon. You've that, never played it then. No, no, no. Uh, it's always It was always on the, on the back of the checkerboards. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, huh, you can also play backgammon if you want. <laughs> like backgammon no, seems can't. to me like a... like pool game that like playboys played in the 1970s so i see like hugh hefner sitting <laughs> by sure. like poolside with a bunch of like uh, um sexual violence victims <laughs> around him and Jesus like Christ. i mean that's what they were sure yeah okay but <laughs> just interesting <laughs> interesting territory to bring it into immediately <laughs> the ghost of hugh hefner uh smashed my mic out of my hands yeah i saw that fall yeah it was um, horrible yeah, it's that and Moncala, I feel like, were the 70s Playboy games, I feel like. I feel like Moncala came around in, like, the 90s. Really? Like, I feel, I mean, I'm sure it's... It's the most ancient game of all, I know, you know, I know, but I feel like it's it had its, like, rebirth in, like, this is the most ancient... I remember seeing it for the first time yeah. in the 90s, so it might have been around, but I felt like it got its, like, uh, publicity blitz in the <laughs> 1990s. Sure. We're going to do a big PR push for Moncala. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you think it did something wrong, and its PR people were like, we really got to push out, this is the most ancient game, it's been around a long time. <laughs> like, just know. trying to... Re- its reputation. I think so. I think that, that Moncala had a bad rap. Yeah. Like after the after the Sumerians. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Sumerians. The, Talk uh, about sexual violence. Oh God! What? After those Abyssinians, the, the Abyssinian genocide, the the Moncala crowd really. Abyssinians are those people from the abyss? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just checking. Yeah. I don't know anything the, about the 1996 James Cameron movie, <laughs> The Abyss. That's right. I've never seen that either. No. We should. Play backgammon while we watch The Abyss. Let's make a night of it. (laughs) Do you want to do that? Yes. Okay, sounds good. Done. Good deal. Okay, well, we'll schedule it soon. I don't think I could give my full attention to either, though. It'd be really hard to learn a game while trying to pay attention to a movie you actually want to see. <laughs> right. Well, it's like a test of your executive function. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's already learning any board game is a test of executive function. That's always my problem. Is I don't have the I don't have the attention span to like delve into like I'll buy these games yeah. and I'll be like. Oh, fuck, there's like 40 pages of rules. Like, <laughs> I don't have time to read and put this together. And you're trying to, like, everyone gets together to play, and then you tend to spend 45 minutes to an hour explaining the game. That's, I feel like you just got to be like, hey, the first time we play this is going to suck, but by the end of the game, you're going to like it. And when we play it again, everybody's going to be there. I feel like what you need to do is, like, when you buy a game, you are responsible for playing, like, that game by yourself oh, yeah. for, like, six hours. Okay. Well, that's so, that you, <laughs> so that you know, like, the rules in and out. Sure. And then you can, like, explain it to people. I watch a YouTube video. That's not That's a bad very idea. helpful. That's a great idea. Yeah. They, they play it. They explain it. I just played, uh... Uh, Nedavalier? I don't know how it's... The dwarven... The fucking uh, fictional dwarven fortress. Right? Oh. Nedaveller? I don't know how it's pronounced. I don't know. I can't see the box. All right. Well, anyway. I can, pro- I can pronounce... My dwarfist pronunciation is pretty spot on. Is so. it? Yeah. Okay. How is that pronounced? <laughs> That's very good. Just, I had a board game night the other night for the first time. It felt good. Oh, I played board yeah. games I playing, I played Dwarven Fortress back in undergrad once. What's Dwarven Fortress? That's the video game. Oh, yeah, Dwarf Fortress. Yeah, Dwarf yeah, yeah. Fortress. yeah. yeah. Is that, what, is that all ASCII? Yeah, yeah, it's it's bizarre. Yeah. I, and it's like, 
I don't know. It's like it felt like an AI. Yeah. Because I was I remember I was playing and like one of my fucking guys found a puzzle cube or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh <laughs> no, found the Hellraiser. Uninstall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. I, it was been out for that long that it was your undergrad. Yeah. I mean, Holy the, fuck. Early, the early aughts. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. I feel like it was like the 2010s. That's maybe, maybe unreal. I'm maybe I'm conflating this with another game that I played. Could be, but I mean, there are very few games that are in ASCII about Dwarven Fortress. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But you my memories playing... of those days are foggy. I mean, it's all I remember is Strong Bad. Okay, a lot of Strong Bad. <laughs> yeah. Could you've been playing Zork? Oh yeah, I, played, think... I played Zork back in the day. Okay, all I right. was like OG Zork. You're a Zork guy from way back. I didn't like it. But I played it because it was like the only yeah. thing my fucking Quadra 605 could run. or Like that and Nobunaga's God. Ambition were the only that's, two games oh, I could play. A, that's what truly introduced you to the soul of Ichiban. I think so. I think like the, I remember Nobunaga. Well, actually, what introduced me was the uh, Kurosawa Film Festival at YSU back oh. in like 94. My friend Tommy Masters took me there and I saw like Seven Samurai for the first time. And it was like an awakening. Wow. That's so cool. I hope this doesn't awaken something in me. <laughs> Uh-huh. Am I a samurai sexual? <laughs> and ever since then, you've been turned on by seven people telling different versions <laughs> of the same story. That's Rashomon. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but uh, what the fuck was I going to say? Tommy Masters. That's a name. That's a name. That's a fucking great name. Do you think name, he's Tom- listening? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, he's He's like be. a doctor somewhere in Northeast Ohio. Oh, wow. Good I looked him Tom. up once online. Okay. Just to, you see, guys what are friends. Just to see what he's up to. No, he was, I mean, he's not like on any social media, like right. just, which is how I connect with like my old high school friends. Sure. And he was a year younger than me. Yeah. So like, you know, different grade. It was hard to, you know, I graduated, went to college. He was right. still in high school. We should have. I can't believe you never went to YSU's anime nights. We should have met there a few times. I didn't know they had them. Okay. And yeah, I probably would have gone. Yeah. They're fun. Had a good time. Watch some Outlaw Star. Watch like, uh, yeah, some uh, Ninja Scroll. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically we were watching Ritz Kadoji, like just fucking like hardcore pornography in a big theater room with all of our friends. Oh, that's the best. So much fun. Just the best. I miss anime. You guys all hold hands really <laughs> tightly. I haven't watched as, an anime. As a daimyo licks the boob of a moaning woman. <laughs> it's a succubus demon. <laughs> yeah, good but time. She's poisonous though, so it's okay. That's empowering. That girl is poison. Oh! <laughs> Don't trust your big button smile. Uh, are you going to go see uh, Spin Doctors this weekend? No. Okay. <laughs> Never mind then. Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss can't be wrong. Can you name any other Spin Doctors song? Yeah. Uh, two Princes. Little Miss can't be wrong. Oh, shit. Those I are f- two different songs. Yeah. <laughs> Conflated. I know. I went for the, I went for the, the yeah, less popular. Yeah, you did. You hit. went for the deep I can't name another one after that, okay. though. <laughs> I was like, who's opening for them? Rusted Root? I don't know. It's in vogue tonight. And, oh, is, uh, it, is it at the fucking tomato festival again? Oh, wait, no, not in Vogue then, because they were the tomato festival. Yeah. It's somebody else tonight that's surprising. Uh, no, it's the Zucchini Festival. <laughs> the Obet Zucchini Festival. It's a weird... I, I would yeah. hate to be one of those bands. Well, I, I saw the Gin Blossoms at the Tomato Festival, and it was a, it was a well-coordinated like concert, and right. they were well aware of what they were doing and how they were doing it. Unlike BNL, who's like still thinks they're popular and putting out albums. Sure. Like I mean, the Gin Blossoms do put out albums, but they were like, "Hello, Tomato Festival." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come so they and, know they're watching. Yeah, he's like, "Come and see." Well, I mean, here's the thing, like. It was a big crowd. They're still playing to. He's like, "Come and see us at your local county fair and casi- or casino." <laughs> but like, I mean, he's they, like, they've had a band for thirty-five years, and they still got to play to like big crowds. Yeah, I that's mean, that's huge. like the fucking dream. Yeah, for and real. He was, like, he was like, "Yeah, I wrote this song until I fall away because I was feeling really sad, and then I and then it sold four million records, and the sadness went away." <laughs> like he was just very sanguine about like you know kind of being an old alt act, which you know. If we could all find that level of peace and like, uh, if the whole world had one 
wonder hit in 1990. Jim Blossoms had a lot of hits. Yeah, that's true. Jim yeah. Blossoms were a yeah, they, I deal. mean, they, I mean, not hit hits like, but I mean, they went. Yeah. They had a number lot of four, they, number a seven, bunch of, bunch of songs that went like platinum. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Probably not like Bare Naked Ladies level, but I mean, New Miserable Experience had at least three or four hits. Bare Naked Ladies were bigger than Jim Blossoms and remained yeah. bigger than Jim Blossoms. Yeah. yeah otherwise, yeah. the um, Jim Blossoms would be they would be opening for Jim Blossoms instead of vice versa on yeah. the, oh, that's on the right. tour that we missed. Uh, do you want to know who I confused then Vogue with? Vanilla Ice. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry to end Oh, no. I feel very badly. Uh, I just learned that uh, Ice Ice Baby is the song they play at my son's daycare for cleanup time. So that's like when they want the kids to clean up. Uh, the, the teacher puts on Ice Ice Baby that's and all the kids clean kind up. kind of inscrutable. Oh, it's very inscrutable. Yeah, it's, it's, very, a, it's, a, clean, it's a clean song. Like, There's no link to He doesn't swear to or like, yeah, or like... It's not a potty song or anything like that. Like no, no, huh. it's fine. It's just a strange choice. I mean, the, the kids love it. Apparently, it's like some Pavlovian response. <laughs> yeah. <here. laughs> now, when they have like, what, we, what was that song we used to play after big parties where I wanted everyone to clean up? It was, uh, um, I don't know, cut my life into pieces. <laughs> it was last resort. <laughs> yeah, it was last resort, and everyone would have to clean for the entirety of the song. That's very funny. I should have to do it very violently. Oh, oh, that's nice. That's on Thursdays after movie night when I want everybody to go home. I put on the. Uh, the sad song from Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> Everybody just has to shuffle out to the tones of Ebenezer Scrooge's fiance singing. Those Muppet Christmas Carol is a solid movie. All those Muppet, those like Muppet classic movies. Like we just watched uh, um, Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, fucking solid. Muppet Treasure Island. I saw in high school, and the only memory I have of it is the girl I was watching it with at her house put out her hand to me. As if, let's hold hands. And you spit on it. I gave her a high five. Oh. <laughs> Man, I didn't know. I didn't know. And that's the enduring memory of that movie to me. Oh, no. Tim Curry's like in there chewing scenery. Yeah. Bunch yeah. Of, bunch of Muppets. Yeah. How's Tim Curry doing? Oh, he had that like stroke. So not great. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he had a stroke. He's like, uh, he can't walk. He's lost like Jesus. all of his, uh, like his, you know, he's got the the stroke droop and stuff. But I mean, he still, he still seems pretty happy. Yeah. Like, he was in the, they did like a Rocky Horror, like 45th reunion oh, cool. or something like that. And he was in there in his like wheelchair and he was, you know, he's smiling, having a good time. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel like he's very, very like stoic. He's got sort of that, like, you know, I can't control, I can only control my reaction to the world. I can't control the world. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. he's, at least he seems like that. Yeah. Which is, you know, what we all strive for. That, that Gin Blossoms, Tim Curry uh, <laughs> experience if, where if you're just, only. where you're just at peace with your place in the world. Sure. Give me the... Give me the sugar. <laughs> baby. Baby. No, what's Give me the, the ice ice baby. Give me the serenity to change what I cannot change. endure. <laughs> Give me the endurance to... To change, to... To, to uh, endure the serene. <laughs> Give me the... <laughs> Give me the cheeseburger that... Oh, speaking of cheeseburger, Jimmy Buffett just died. Sorry, I stole your fucking thunder. You stole my Bare Naked News thunder. I am wearing my cheeseburger in paradise t-shirt today. I did drink out of my cheeseburger in paradise cup. Yeah. Uh, we have someone on the Discord said, it is so sad that when I heard the news that Jimmy Buffett died, the first thing I thought was, there's only one living member left of No Black Margaritas. <laughs> So no black margaritas almost. Oh, uh, man. I know they gotta get they gotta get done. Gwen but, Stefani, do you think she's gonna do a tribute? I hope she does. I certainly <laughs> to hope Johnny so. Johnny Cash and Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> we used to have cash buffets and Stefani's. Yeah. Now we have no jobs, no cash, <laughs> and no endurance and no serenity. Um. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett. That's sad. Yeah, it was only all, early seventies, yeah, which was surprising. 70s. I mean, but like I don't like. What's the life expectancy for an American? 76, something in there? Man, I don't know. But I'm I'm middle-aged now? Yeah. 
No. You've been there the whole time. <laughs> it's all Ohio. <laughs> it's all Ohio. Welcome to the Midlands. Hey, when that astronaut has a gun to the other astronaut's head, do guns work in space? Uh, you need oxygen. It, yeah, it probably wouldn't. Okay. What would happen? Would the bullet droop out like a cartoon? <laughs> I don't think... Well... So there'd be no explosion. So the okay. bullet wouldn't even be ejected from the casing. How are there explosions in Star Wars? <laughs> well, a, a wise friend once told me it all makes sense if you accept that the galaxy, that like the outer space has air in it. Sure, yeah. Some amount of air. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what I'd like. So sound can travel uh-huh. and uh, people can be out there for a little bit. Like okay. they go outside on like a fucking moon rock and get eaten by a... Muppet. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Something sucks on the window for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars is just a little greasy little... It's true. You know, we hear the of the Uh X-Wings, too. We wouldn't hear that. It would be totally quiet. Um, More Brannica news. We dipped dipped on the Steve show. (laughs) That's Brannica news for us specifically. Yeah. We were going to go to... We were going to do the Jungle Gym This episode was supposed to be the Steve Steve show. show. And... I don't feel like I need to apologize. No, I don't think so. Like a four-hour drive for a, what, 45-minute Steve and Paige concert? Yeah. Even though it's free, there'd be, there would have been food trucks It was there. on a school night. Not, yeah, like, we would have gotten back at, like, 11. You know, we're middle-aged. Yeah. We're middle-aged. We we called the audible day of. We yeah. said, do, do, does any of us really want to go to this show? And we all well, were like, mm. I was on board when I could go to Jungle Gyms. Like, that yes. was my, if I could. You and Jared were going to make a day out of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were going to call off school and come well, too, but it was like your first week. I, yeah. I'm not, again, no blame. Okay. No blame. <laughs> I, was not, I was not aware that was the plan, but yeah. yeah. Um, but so, I bet it was good. Do we want to look up his set list? Do we want to see if it was all Excalibur sure, songs? Sure, sure, yeah. He, no, he played Gordon all the way through. <laughs> that would be that would be a little salt in the wound. Oh my God, that would be a nightmare. See, um, I think the thing is, if you ask, hey, you want to go see Bare Naked Ladies live? I would say probably not. Like, yeah. I'm not excited to go see them in concert unless they're doing something like specifically, like they're doing like a small venue tour where they play like their deep cuts. Yeah. But if, if you were like, hey, let's go see Stephen Page. He's in Columbus. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Let's give it a try. Because I feel like he would play. In Columbus. Especially yeah. if it was a free show. Yeah. I mean, that was free. Um, You know what? The show was so small, it's not even listed on setlists.fm. So I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Okay. Uh, he played apparently in Cleveland Heights on the 18th of August. But, oh. uh Jesus, 26 songs. That's a fucking marathon. Yeah, he pushed it. He pushed it out. Is he, it like, is it the whole Stephen Page trio? Is it like uh, Kev Fox? And... No, it just looks like uh, all of all of Stephen Page alone. Oh wow! <laughs> I know that's wild. Uh, man, lots of good stuff and very little. Um, uh, what's it called? Evanston. Uh, Excalibur, it looks like. <laughs> I forgot what the fucking album Very was called. Excalibur. Um, all right. Um, I like the song about Zoom meetings on Excalibur. That was the only one I really enjoyed. Yeah. I, don't know. I know you hated it, but yeah. like, yeah, I think the, that's the one that stuck with me. Uh, single number three for the new album, beep, In beep, Flight, beep, beep, is beep, out. Beep, beep, beep. It's called One Night. It's been one, one night. night. <laughs> that's the joke everyone is making in oh. the YouTube. First we had one week, now we have one night. What's next? One minute? <laughs> Even though he has a song called Four Seconds, which is a funnier joke, I think. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to the album. I but to, I'm keeping myself a, a Tabula Rasa. Okay, okay, a Toblerone. A Toblerone. <laughs> I've listened to all three of the singles, and I have my thoughts, but okay. I'm going to... Well, we'll get there. Well, and then the next piece of Bernie news as of this episode's release, In Flight comes out in three days. Oh, no. Three days! We're oh, there! No. We're ready! Okay. Ev. <laughs> Are we? Do we want to commit, maybe this is an off-mic discussion, to regular weekly episodes starting mid-October? We did 
weekly episodes? We did weekly episodes once upon a time. So it's like it's like an old fucking sprinter getting called out of retirement. He's like done his like now he like he jogs around his little village and like you know, he does like two or three K like once a you know once a month. Uh-huh. And now they're like, okay. Listen, Prefontaine, <laughs> you need to come out of retirement to beat the fucking Russians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to like, so we ramp up to it. Do we have to like, <gasps> do like I don't know six, how or we seven, six or seven, like uh, uh, it's all bean done podcasts. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Get, Just get practice ones we never release. We yeah. do the other half of Man vs. B. So mid-October. I don't, do you think we can, I feel like if we, we should, start recording the week it comes out. I feel like we should take a week, a month off. Okay. To build up a huge back catalog. And then, so starting... The first week of November, yes, we'll have new episodes every week, every Tuesday, until 2024. Until 2024. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I'd say let's come at it with good intentions. Okay, let's give it a try. Then, friends, I feel like our I feel like our 44 listeners will forgive us. <laughs> Next month, no episode, and then starting November scoops, we have new episodes. November seventh, new episodes every Tuesday. Baby, here we go. My stomach just like clenched for me when you said that. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. Hey, it's it. It's only two and a half months. It's like only... what, 14, 14, 15 tracks? How many uh, tracks? That's a good question. How many tracks are on in flight? I, I'm, I've searched BNL in F, and the first result is BNL in Florence. That's how little <laughs> traction BNL's in flight has right now, is that it's not even the first result. Uh, it looks like seven and seven, so fourteen tracks on the vinyl. Okay, so we can do that. Yeah, that's released on Raisin Records, which released um, fucking um, the children's album. What was that called? Snack time. Uh, yeah, fourteen tracks. You so ready for the track list? Three months, two weeks. Okay. Love and life. One night. Enough time. What do we need? Just wait. Waning moon. Fifty for a while. <laughs> Too old. See the tower. Wake up. Clearly lost. The dream hotel. I am asking you to the peace lady. So I'm guessing let's, let's go through the track. Uh, you probably already know. And guess who wrote each of them? Okay. Like who's, who's the, yes. sing, who's the singer? Uh, our discord did this. Oh, they okay. went through and guessed who did each track. So let me see if you, uh, if, if you can match the, uh, the same matches that our discord did. Okay. Ready? Um, love and life. Ed. Uh, let me see what our, I think that one is confirmed to be, uh, Ed and, uh, Hey, Lois. <laughs> Ed and Kevin Griffin, I think. Um, where the fuck? I can't fucking find this. Anyway, uh, here we go. Yes, Thomas Bird made these predictions. Love and Life, Ed. One Night. Ed. Also, Ed, yes. Enough Time. Ooh, that's uh, Jim? I believe we actually... This one has yeah. been sung in concert, and it is a Jimmy. What do we need? Ed. Same prediction. Just wait. Kevin. Okay. Our Discord said Jim. Waning Moon. Kevin. <laughs> that's absolutely the most Kevin title I've ever heard. 50 for a while. Ed. Ed. <laughs> yep. Too old. Ed. Yeah. See the Tower. Oh, Tyler. He's oh, just, my he's second. God. <laughs> he's, it's, like, it's, it's about like, it's his D&D nine... campaign. Yeah. <laughs> See the, the Tower. tower the Necromancer. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, he's really into tarot and he just got into the Tower. He like, identifies <laughs> with the Tower card. I see. Okay. Uh, our Discord said Jimmy for that one. Um, wake up. Ah, oh, feels like a Kev. That's what they said. Clearly lost. Ooh, that feels like a Kev too, but I think it's probably Ed. That's our Discord said. Ed, the dream hotel. Kev. It's the most Kev. Although, I love the sequence of those three titles. Wake up. Clearly lost. 
the dream hotel. <laughs> you can't wake up. You're lost in your dreams and you find the dream hotel. I am asking you to. That feels like Ed. Mm-hmm. And the peace lady. Kev. They're going to end with another Kev song. That's uh, very possible. She sells flowers by <laughs> the roadside. <laughs> oh, I want God. to run and hide from my cancer. That's, yeah. I, it will most likely be a fucking Kev song. Uh, anyway, I'm super psyched. Going to be a fun one. Are you? I'm so excited <laughs> okay. to go back to Weekly. We're going to have guests again. Okay. We're going to have, we'll bring Jared back for one. Our good buddy. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. It's going to happen. Oh my God. All right. Are we ready to get into this week's song? The We've yellow talked for tape. 20 fucking minutes. I mean, what's there to say about we the yellow We have lots tape? of news yeah. this yeah. week. It's a, okay. it's a big, it's a big, it's a big Barenaked Ladies thing. All right. Let's talk. This week's song is The Yellow Tape. Whoa. This week's song is a whole album. <laughs> Just like last <laughs> last <laughs> month, I guess. Uh, the Yellow Tape. It's Bare Naked Ladies' third release, following Buck Naked and Bare Naked Lunch. Actually, it's their fourth. Be- Go ahead. There's a Bare Naked Recess. Is that the one that had oh. the only six copies were made, and they said that Ed kept them under his bed? What? Uh, I don't it know. It was this leaked one. to the internet in 2010. Oh, interesting. What's yeah. on it? What's the? Uh, uh, it's got a, quite a few songs on it. It has like. The first appearance of uh, Brian Wilson, Hello City, The Flag, Crazy, um, a song called Skinhead, which I've never heard. And then uh, they do a cover of Material Girl, um, wow. Madonna's Material Girl, and then When Doves Cry, a wow. Prince, Prince song. Okay. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah, it was, yeah, there were apparently only six copies of it. Why made. the fuck didn't we do that? I want to hear Material Girl and When Doves Cry. Yeah, I wondered why we didn't do one of the ones <laughs> where they didn't say, they sing five songs we've already reviewed and one and one song that is a little problematic for them to sing. Very problematic. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know this existed. That rules. Well, I'm glad we can still learn. A li- <laughs> it's like, you know, when you're in a long-term committed relationship and you learn something new about That's your so partner sweet. that like tickles you to yeah. the core. Um, okay, uh, but uh, you're right. It is their fourth release. How about that? And it's the release that really rocketed them to fame. Yes. It was a platinum seller in Canada. Uh, the first platinum indie cassette release in Canada. Um, it's five tracks long. Yeah. It, uh, they tried, they submitted it to like, it, according to the, the, the Wikipedia page in there, every record label in Canada. <laughs> Did all, any of them accept all, it? No. Uh, Stephen Page's dad, daddy, Victor Page, had to create Page Productions um and that for the for the production and uh um distribution interesting i think uh what was it it was eighty five thousand copies of it were sold wow okay so i mean it went platinum yeah but uh even after bare naked ladies signed with like a major label like page productions was still what did they produce uh like mostly canadian alt rock bands wow uh, like lowest of the low leslie spit trio david gogo holy shit like folk rock and things like that that's so cool like i hadn't heard of any of those bands but like when i look when i clicked on them all of them had pretty extensive wikipedia pages so i'm gonna look into that because yeah. they seemed like they're cool oh wow okay so victor is has became a music magnate yeah. because of his son uh yeah. interesting um yes they are five songs number one it's not actually called the yellow tape it's called bare naked ladies I know. but it's got a little picture of a little fucking sandwich on it with yes. an olive and a flower growing yes. out of it um and the reason we're doing it this week is because we sort of have an alpha and omega vibe going right this is our last episode before we get into <laughs> in flight and so we're doing the first and the last. Um, did you see that In Flight is being released as a cassette tape as well? Oh. <laughs> the cassette version of it is a yellow tape. It's got the same font as the yellow tape. Uh-huh. Where it's and instead of a sandwich, it has a seagull, which is cute. I think I'm trying to think if I have it. I think I threw away my last tape deck. 
recently, relatively recently. Now I am going. Broke. I'm going to enter you for a contest. Don't on the internet. No, thank you. <laughs> it's to win both the cassette and a special Bernicked Ladies in-flight cassette player. So you can listen to In Flight all over again, my friend. Think about what that would be fucking worth on the black market, <laughs> on the dark web. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, I mean, the, I, I've got access to a Discord full of people who will pay <laughs> tens of dollars for it. All right. I have a very specialized set of skills <laughs> and knowledges. Uh, let's go through these tracks one by one. Track one on this album, Be My... Yoko Ono. Oh. How do we feel about this song? This version of this song? I feel very similar to how I felt when I was recording. <laughs> but these were like, listening to this album made me flash back to like, when we first started this podcast. Recording in the Crypto Naturalist basement, our first oh, like handful of episodes. Yeah. yeah, I was like flashing back. Why did oh. we do that? We had this setup. No, we didn't. We our, our, first, the, our first record was in a microphone in a cup. But we recorded that here. Oh, because the Crypto Naturalist had microphones for us. Yes. Sure, that makes sense. And then we got this. Yeah. Okay. Um, it sounds kind of similar. Yeah, it's a little slushier in quality, but yeah. you don't have to expect that from like a tape mastered for 2K. I did go through and I compare. I, I declared a winner between each of these versions and the Gordon version. Uh-huh. I mean, oh, I didn't, but oh. yeah, I want to hear your uh, competition. Well, Bumblebee wins, right? <laughs> Bumblebee? The Transformer Bumblebee. Yeah. So, oh, a sound screw or star screw. What the fuck is the cassette's name? Oh, that's a Soundwave? Soundwave. Soundwave. That sounds right. I mean, all uh, spoiler, the Gordon versions fucking sound better. <laughs> of course they do. They are on CD. The quality's clearer. They have more money, better production. Like, all of these just sound like shittier versions. And I'm going to piss off some Very Good Ladies fan out there. But all of these sound like shittier versions of the Gordon songs. Yeah. Am I wrong? I, I couldn't tell you because I haven't listened to... I didn't do a side-by-side -side comparison. But okay. you know what? I agree with you. Okay. I support right. you completely. Okay. Yeah, this one, the bongos are more pronounced on Gordon. It's a hair faster on Gordon. Like, just sounds better. They, they but, like, dialed in. I mean, the, the quality's a little slushier yeah, on the tape. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, it, I mean, it's, a love, it's still a lovely, lovely song. Yeah, I, um, when I listened to this, it made me think of, like, the Speaker's Corner uh, booth concert, little thing where they broke into that little telephone booth. Oh, yeah. Like a recorder and did the thing. So that I watched cool. that. That was fun. That little music video? Yeah, they were having a good time. Like, it is weird to think that when they recorded this song... They were 19 or 20 years yeah, old. I wrote that down too. Like, I can, I think I can remember myself at 19. I was in a band, but nothing we produced was anything Not remotely even close. like this. Yeah, you weren't selling platinum fucking albums. We did have, we did have a tape that we painted yellow. Did you really? Yeah. I, in honor of very good ladies, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our, our crust punk ska band was <laughs> yeah. a big BMO um, band. I just don't like. I can't. I can totally get why. They did better than most people would do. If I were 19 years old and I went platinum, my life would be fucked up forever. Mm -hmm. I would have such an inflated, egotistical view of myself as like just the hottest piece of shit You'd be ever. like, 50 for a while, try and cancel me, I'm just too old. <laughs> I mean, but Ed donates, he's left wing. He's no, 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 I, no, no, no. He, the, oh, we'll get to the fucking cancel culture song in November. Yeah. But it's just amazing that they did not, I mean, Steve fucking blew his life up but of course i mean i don't know you're you're into drugs at some point that's not surprising you're a musician um i actually did a little more research on that because i was mm -hmm. uh curious about this uh, listening to the yellow tape 
the the cocaine was in little pills that were marked calcium. <laughs> he tried oh. to pass them off as calcium pills. I don't know. Fascinating. Um, Steve's twenty in this song, and sa- he found his voice so early. Yeah, he sounds yeah. no different than he does today. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I'm amazed that he hasn't fucking ruined his voice over thirty five years of recording. Yeah, he takes care of it, I guess. I don't know. He man. must. I don't know. Or maybe his voice is just golden. <laughs> this uh, do you know where this uh, this uh cassette was mastered? Where number nine audio group in. Cabbage Town. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> the seeds are already planted for Vegetable Town. Are you fucking town. with me? Cabbage, it's apparently Cabbage Town is like a Victorian, uh, like a part of like Toronto that like by the sea. I don't know. That's Victorian. All right. Toronto's not by the sea, but. By the, <laughs> Classic Toronto by the sea. It's by water and it's like a, a lot of like old Victorian homes in it. Wow. So Cabbage Town. Cabbage Town. That's a, this is the second. But week also in number a row. nine with the number nine is the Beatles connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number yeah. nine, number nine. Yeah. What is uh, what would be the other Beatles? Oh, I guess the Beatles just said Brady Ladies. Are also, the no, best. he's singing about Yoko Ono right now. Oh fuck! I forgot that was a Beatles <laughs> thing. Um, Yoko Ono, a important filmmaker and performance artist who had a career all a groundbreaking career all her own. Just want that to be known. So she's not just John she's not Lennon's, Lennon's wife. Wife. Yes. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Um. I don't know. I mean, it, if I could be someone's Yoko Ono and have a really successful career. Yeah. That, I guess, is somewhat overshadowed by my partners, but I, that's not bad. I, no. I could be sanguine about that. Yeah, absolutely. You're both successful. Who yeah. cares? Who yeah. cares if it's, you know, who's bigger? If I could marry, like, Joseph Entertainment Biden. <laughs> Charles Entertainment <laughs> Cheese's <Jesus> brother. <laughs> they share a middle name. Uh-huh. Um, the harmonies, tight, perfect. Yeah, yeah I... I heard those like oohs in the background, and I'm like, are those on the Gordon version? I'm like, yes, they are. Of yeah. course they're on the. Yeah, everything that's here is just better on Gordon. Yeah. Um, the uulation never gets less weird, yeah. ever. And yeah. here it is truly pronounced weird. <laughs> like. Also, here they do, do they do this on the Gordon version? But like, after, like, they say personal venues or personal Venus. Is, uh-huh. And then there's like, so, like, two seconds later, someone goes, ah! Yeah! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of weird. I feel like he says, "Don't blame it on Yoki," but like, he's saying the name of the Italian dish. Yeah, the gra- <laughs> we've made this joke. Oh, have time. we? <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a Gramilius dish. Don't blame it on Yoki. <laughs> sure, that makes sense. Just like what an opening song. What song opened Gordon? Hello City. Hello City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, which is Good. better or worse than "Be My Yoko Ono" as an opener? I feel like "Be My Yoko Ono" is a better song. But Hello City's a better opener. You're saying hello. Yes. Literally greeting everyone. But it's also a song about how much they hate to perform. <laughs> yeah, that is that is very weird. You're right. Let's move on I to... I prefer to be elsewhere. <laughs> Brian Wilson. Um, very echoey, stripped-down opening. Yes. Very plaintive. Steve sounds strong. Um, I, I forgot I wrote, his voice has not been ruined by screaming at his children. Um, just never. Little Elijah Page. Isaac Page. Um, yeah. Jedediah Page. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer Page. <laughs> David Koresh Page. Um, I missed the little elements. That Osama I'm s- Bin Laden Page. <laughs> Pol Pot Page. <laughs> Triple P. Um... The little elements. I can tell that you're not here because you're just thinking of more dictators to list with Paige's name. <laughs> little Mussolini Paige. Um, what to think about in the song versus, oh, what to think about in the Gordon version. Like, just those little things that I'm so familiar with over the years sound like they are dearly missed in this yeah, version. I mean, it takes a while to dial it in, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I was going to say, and I think I even mentioned it, is that, like, I will do, you know, I fucking, 
my stupid band. I don't know why I keep mentioning them. But, like, we recorded songs in, whatever, 2011, 2012. Because they're good and I enjoy them. Thanks, buddy. Kickstarter's still going on. It won't be by the time this comes up. My reach the goal. You keep doing it. Please stop upping your pledge. You're very kind. Well, you keep uh, soliciting me. I'm gonna keep upping it, upping it, and then eventually you'll have to break up as a band. <laughs> oh God, please. Um, the fuck was I just saying? Uh, Dialing. In oh yeah. yeah. So like we've been like songs from our first album. We've been doing them for fucking 12 years at this point. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll go back and listen to them, like the first album songs, and I'll be like. I do them so differently now because as you do it, it evolves so much. As you do the live shows, as you perform it, you become familiar with it and you feel more comfortable in the skin of it. Mm-hmm. Then like you go back and listen to it and you're like, this sounds sterile. And I'm sure that's what happened here. By the time they were recording Gordon, they had a feel for what these songs were supposed to be rather than the album versions of them. Do you feel like the song, as the song like grows, does it become more sort of rote to you? Like, do you... Yes. Like, there's a, there's a joy on your earlier performances and, like, a joy of exploration that you don't get now? Yeah, I do feel locked in on some of the songs where, like, this is this part and there's not real riffing on it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Cliff and I do find a lot of joy still. You know, we find a <laughs> lot of joy in what we do. Um, Ed is great. Sounds good. The drums sound fucking horribly compressed. Yeah, they there was like there the drums on this whole tape are yeah. like mic'd really close yeah. or something. They just cut right through the mix, which yeah. is no, they sound muffled. Yeah. Why why are cassettes making a comeback? Are they? Kind of are. People are selling cassettes now again. Huh. Yeah, people are putting out albums on cassette. Huh. I don't know. It's I mean, like, like it's not like a it doesn't have a higher fidelity or anything. Like it no, sounds worse. It's not the same as the thirst for vinyl. Like, I guess there's some comfort in that hiss that I think cassettes sort of naturally have. Uh-huh. Sort of a lo-fi, which is in vogue. Yeah. So that sort of makes so I think sense. It's, so it's nostalgia is what's what's driving the tape, it's the cassette boom. Faux-stalgia. It's nostalgia that kids born in 2000 have for things that never existed for them. Uh-huh. My friend, my son just started watching Blue's Clues. Uh-huh. And uh, I was talking about it to my friend, and she said, uh, oh, yeah, my sister also has a baby, and... They're starting, like, the early episodes of Blue's Clues with her. And, like, the first clue in the first episode is, like, a cassette tape and a cassette player. And she's like, that has no... These kids will never <laughs> understand what the fuck a cassette tape is. So, yeah, shit that never... Or will they? Or will they? Um, Jim's bass is amazing. Yeah. Like, G- uh, the whole album. Even now, yeah. Yeah, or just on, uh, Especially on Brian Wilson, like that, like, walking, like... I'm so glad. The Mission Impossible theme. Yeah. I mean, it really gets, like, almost surf-rocky with, like, the bass at the end. Like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. With that bass coat. And I hated it. I hate it every time that happens. And I know it's part of the song where Steve's like, late night record shop. And then Ed goes, late night record shop. Like, it just... It just grinds it my gears. It's very like, weird. It's like teeth grinding. <laughs> I don't. I've never liked that. Um, I just can't. I cannot imagine like getting this cassette from like a friend or something and just being like having my fucking mind blown. Yeah, these are all fucking hit slam uh, slammer songs. Every one of them. Well, I mean, there's something about oh, blame, blame it on, on me, me. that <laughs> maybe we could talk I about. I forgot about that one. Yeah, but four out of the fucking five. I blame it on me is not bad. Four, four out of the five are like gold hits. Mega, like number well, one. Fight the power. Oh, oh say okay. three out of the. Five. Well, fight the power, just not for BNL. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, but yeah, Gordon comparison. The ending is clearer, less compressed than the tape version. Um, I said the tape hiss feels like sitting on Grandpa's knee a little bit. Uh, better bongos. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Uh, uh, Steve's got that voice goofiness in the bridge on the Gordon version, where it's like I had a dream, where it's like warbly through uh-huh. like some sort of filter. Sounds great. You know what? I think Gordon wins this one. <laughs> I could definitely hear 
Ed's harmonies clearer than in Gordon. I think uh-huh. they're mixed a little bit better on Gordon, so yeah. it's more of a harmony. But like, I can hear Ed's voice clearly yeah. on this. Yeah, so that's true. Is that a gumball that you just pulled out of your pocket? Uh, it's a bouncy ball. Oh, okay. I was cleaning up a little bit. Okay, and well, I found it. Would you like it? No. Okay. I don't want anything. <laughs> <laughs> I want no knickknacks. That's fair and fine. I live in a fucking world of tiny little toys. My kids just got into Legos now, which oh, is. Boy. Fortunately, I walk around barefoot all the time outside, so my t- my heels are pretty tough. Okay. So if I step on a fucking Lego piece, it's usually okay. I'm so excited. I'm having a Halloween party this year, and I'm excited for the Halloween party because it's fun, but also because it gives me an excuse to just fucking clean the house super, super nice the day before. I do love doing that. Like, just... I. Because my my partner is a hoarder. My kid is a fucking hoarder. Yeah. So, like, when I have a big party, I get to take all their shit and throw it in the back room. (laughs) Yeah. I can't throw anything away. I'm not allowed to throw anything away. But it goes in your room. No, it goes in their rooms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just throw it in there, and the house, I'm like... I just want the house to look like I want it to look for a day. Yeah. Can I have that? Yeah. yeah of course. Like it's going to be ruined by the, the stuff slowly migrates back out into sure. the yeah. fucking main room. That's but, what it's going to be like. But yeah. Feel uh, it. Feel it. Blame it on me. If all else fails. Yeah. It's faster than the album version. Yes, Faster it is. than Gordon. Just by a hair. Interesting. Yeah. And also that line, you think you're so smart. I've seen you naked. I'll probably see you naked again. Millie Vanilli said, blame it on the rain. Blame it on my, blame it on my. Still doesn't. Still bad. Still bad lines. <laughs> not not just cruel. bad delivery, but a really fucking cruel line. I yeah, mean, hor- they I were mean, nineteen. It makes I, again, yes, yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Like, oh, you think you're so smart, but I was able to trick you into taking off your clothes. Yeah, not once, horrible. but I will probably do it again. You were vulnerable. Or maybe in front of he's me. just a voyeur. Oh, oh, you think that these people? You think no. he was never meant to see her naked? <laughs> Ooh, whoever it is, I you don't know if it's a woman. You naked. Could you're be anything. Right. You're right. Could be talking to this his dog. <laughs> I see you naked every day, and I'll probably see you naked again. I think I've you're so never smart. seen you close. I did write. Yeah, the lyrics lyrics were apt for 19 and embarrassing at 50. The fact that they're still doing this song is like, yeah. Because didn't they do it live when we saw them? Yeah. 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 Fucking weird. This is such a Steve song. Did they? Yeah. Uh, I don't. Did they change those lines? No, they left the Millie Vanilli shit in there, huh? Yeah. This is the first uh, on the cassette. The first like full ed lead vocals yeah where ed like chimes in and has like a line to himself yeah yeah that was interesting it is interesting that back then steve was the guy ed was the backup and steve was the singer yes right and ed slowly moved into that role until he fully pushed steve out of it which is wild i think steve was the mostly well i mean because ed did a million dollars million dollars is an ed song ed wrote that well, sort of an extemporaneous both of them, right? Where, no, because didn't he write it? He wrote it for the kids on like. Song. Yeah. I thought they were both in camp, but you're right. It was just Ed. You're yeah, right. and the I've noticed like the harmonies are subtly different with Andy instead of Kev. Okay. Okay. Like, because I mean, Andy's voice is very different than Kev. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love you. <laughs> I was watching the video for one of these. I think it was Brian Wilson. I'm sitting on like, my brick patio drinking some sun tea. I was like, who the fuck is the guy on keyboards? I was like, oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> Andy was part of this band. Um, yeah, I just don't understand why they love this song so much. This song is very precious to them. Yeah, I mean, is it Steve wrote this one, or is this like a Steve Ed jam? I don't know. I can look it up. It feels like a Steve song. Yeah, it feels very strongly like self-loathing and yeah, like, cruelty. It very much does, which is confusing as to why um, my boy sang it. Uh, let's see. What is this called again? Blame it on me. It has to. That's what. That's what makes me think it was it like a co, no a co-writing, a co-writing yeah. thing. Because it has no writer listed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So no one wrote it. It just came from the universe. <laughs> it came from heaven. That's correct. Uh, just like the Harry Potter books came down from the skies unmarked. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, 
yeah. J.K. Rowling was just the vehicle. That's right. The yes. horrible, the horrible vehicle that the divine chose to commit <laughs> those things to uh, paper. Uh, the drums are mixed really high in the end. It's yep. good, but it's weird. Yeah, they really cut through the mix. Bongos and congas. Bongos and congas. Do you know what would be great in this song? Horns. I would love to. Hear I would some never not. Well, there are a few songs I wouldn't want horns in. Okay. Like, <laughs> like a horn section? Hell yeah. Yeah. What songs would you not want horn? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Okay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's the song? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Are you asking me how happy birthday goes? Well, we're not allowed to sing it. No. Or are we now? The copyright is expired. Mildred oh. and Patty Hill happy can get birthday. fucked. Happy birthday. Yeah. Sing it away. Happy, happy, happy birthday to you. Hey. That was the Chi-Chi's version. Oh. Um, all right. Uh, Gordon comparison. <laughs> Faster. Uh, this one. Uh, piano ramblings don't really exist in the demo, but they definitely do in Gordon. Um, I don't know. The outro is fun. I think the Gordon version is better. So, yeah. Th- so, Blame It On Me is not better at 1.5 speed, we found out. Oh. When did we find that out? Oh, <laughs> I now. see. I see what you're saying. Yes, Although there I was a, uh, what was the, um, one of the, it wasn't the yellow tape. It was the pink tape. The Bare Naked Lunch that uh-huh. was released in 1990, the first with Jim Cregan, uh, but it was it, it, they made a thousand, two thousand tapes, but they were all incorrectly mastered, so the songs played at 1.5 speed. Really? Unbelievable! Yes. That's amazing. And Is I, it good? Did you listen to it? No. Uh, that's like it. your dream Bernie and Ladies album. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, that was the first time Blame It On Me showed up. So, uh, okay. so it, was, it was a faster version of Blame It On Me at 1.5 speed. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Be My Yoko Ono is on that album. At 1.5 speed. You can be my Yoko Ono. Woohoo! <laughs> you can follow me where that song is already fucking frenetic. Um, incredible. Uh, all right. Um, after that, if I had $1 million, do you know what? I'm tired of If I Had a Million Dollars. Yeah. I'm tired of it. It gives me like a warm feeling, like thinking of like, it gives me a warm feeling to think of the song, but that doesn't mean I want to listen to it and experience it again. Sure. It makes me feel like I know it well. It's like my wall when I was seven years old at bedtime. I'm like, I guess I'm comfortable, but I'd rather be downstairs having fun with my parents' friends and listening to them talk and laugh. But instead, I'm up here all alone. Like, I feel like, yeah, it's comfortable, but it's like, I don't love it. I don't love it. I've fallen out of love with If I Had a Million Dollars. It's, I mean, it's the song. It's the, it's the song that they, they, um, they, they grows with extemporaneous like where they extemporize and make little jokies but they don't do that anymore yeah and that's even worse on albums because on albums it's rote you know it's the same every time which is a bummer and uh like the but uh on the tape though it has like a the intro has like a country western vibe to it almost like Mm -hmm. the guitar that was pretty fun like it was a country sort of song like a walking bass and a little bit of english on that guitar yeah they they throw english on some like at one point steve like instead of saying if i had he goes if I had a million dollars, like beat, if I had a million dollars, which is like, that's never been done. But the improv is too short on this yeah. one, too. They barely improvise. Is it Picasso? Yeah. 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 Picasso. Yeah. I, wa- I wonder at which point they grew into that. That had to be a live thing. So I did, when I listened to this one, I'm like, it made me not nostalgic, but like want to listen to the Juno performance. I'm like, first and last. Sure. Like the first time they did this on a big tape, and then the last time they did it all together. Sure. Yeah. How was it? Juno performance. I've seen it like 50 times. It's Have you the, really? The same. I don't know why. It like it warms my heart to see like them all together yeah. and like pretending to be friends yeah. and then all the all the Canadian musicians I don't recognize come out and sing it together. <laughs> That's sad. I miss uh, they were such It does it does make me this is a bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. Review. 
Do you wish that they hadn't done the Juno performance? Is it too no. bittersweet? No, no, no. I, I'm glad. If you could see your dad one more time for like a half hour, would you be like, "This kind of sucks because I know that I'll never have this again"? No, I definitely want to see it. Oh, okay, cool. Like, does he? Do I understand that there's knowledge of the afterlife? Like, do the afterlife exist? <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, now we're getting into okay. all sort of okay. like you're using your dad as a vehicle for knowledge. Well, also, I'd like to talk to my dad and tell him how my life is going. And oh, all sure. That. Yeah, that'd be great too. That'd I mean, be neat. Yeah. But he can't respond. He only looks at you. <laughs> but you know it's he goes, him. He goes, It's not a picture. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Crawls does like a crab walk backwards down the <laughs> stairs. Dad, dad, I'm so excited <laughs> to see you. He's just vomiting black bile. <laughs> like, fucking scarabs are crawling out of his eyes. Centipedes, like centipedes, full of centipedes. Okay, uh, here's what I need to tell you about my. I have a son now. No, yeah. You'd love him. <laughs> he's whispering. Archaic but I can see his eyes. Secrets. His eyes. Oh, you know he's in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, fucking centibite dad. <laughs> Do you want me to compare this to the Gordon version? Yeah, the Gordon version is better. Big surprise. Piano plus accordion plus fiddle on the Gordon version. This one is truly just like an acoustic guitar. Right. I've been listening to a lot of the Space Ghost albums lately that came out in the late 90s. Oh, Ramblin'. 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 When Space Ghost, like Brack was a big deal to me. Like Brack was a great, but then you got too much Brack. Yes. Certainly did. I love beans. The <laughs> oh, that's a great song. That's a great song. Don't rip on I love beans. But the Brack show, yeah. we may have gone too far with Brack. Yeah. Um, but because well, I was listening to just my library on shuffle, and a Brack song came on, and my son fucking fell in love with it. So now we listen to Space Ghost all the time. Nice. But um, there are like tracks on that album that are clearly just like Andy Merrill in the studio with his Brack persona, and he's like. Put your socks on, Mama, now. <laughs> just, and it's like 40 seconds, and he clearly is just like improvising this stupid thing. And they were like, I don't know, throw it on the album. It's another track. <laughs> and this kind of feels like that, where it's like just one acoustic guitar and just like, I don't know, we have an hour of studio time left. Can we maybe fit this in? But we it's just... a hit. Totally. But I do feel like it feels very underproduced, this version of it. So, so like, the fir my first experience with Bare Naked Ladies was as, like, fucking campfire sing-alongs. And this was the, like... That's so Like, weird. if I had a million dollars, it's, yeah. like, a camp song. It's, like, some one guy with an acoustic so guitar weird. could sing... A, like, actually, one guy and one other person with an acoustic guitar. Like, one sure. of them has a guitar. They can do this song. Sure. Same with Yoko Ono. All it I needs... Mean, all it needs songs is, you can do with... I know, but, like, <laughs> they, are, they are specifically, like, orchestrated... In a way that Yoko makes them... Ono, really? Yeah, I don't hear that being a campfire song. No, it starts it out. Yeah, I like that little. It's like frenetic. It's everything cited. Sure. Especially if you got two people who can do harms. Yeah. There's always that like counselor who's dating another counselor, and uh -huh. they, you know, they can sing. Real, they have the harmonies. Okay, interesting. I've ne literally never had the experience you've had. Okay, well, I went to Camp Fitch when it was mandatory to go to Camp Fitch. That's the only Camp Fitch experience I had. It's mandatory? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there was like a three-day sleepaway camp that they did in like eighth grade, and it was like not mandatory, but like everybody's going to do it. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the improv is the point of the whole exercise, so Gordon mm -hmm. is like better by, by, by virtue of just having that. Yes. <sighs> yes. Fight the power. Fight the power. Yeah, You're going to change the system from within the system. <laughs> Let's so do the it. 1991 Spike Lee joint. I hate this. I can see it's of a time, which is the most kind thing I can say about it. Like, I feel like they came at it with a good intent. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think it held up well. I don't think it was a good idea. But I can see 19-year-olds being like, hell yeah, fight the power. Yeah. Canadian suburban or, or suburban 19-year-olds being like, let's fight the power. Let's, let's do our take on what essentially is a organizational and call to action for the black community. Let's just add our little add our little hand to that pile, right? Let's put our little, let's but put our thumb on the fucking scales now, here. I have a whole fucking Bare Naked ABCs episode. I was on the Bare Naked ABCs episode of Fight the Power, right? And I already said all of my feelings about this song there, <laughs> so everyone knows uh, who listened to that. But they fucking, are they doing it in sympathy with the black community? Or are they going like, Nutty Buddy was an idol of mine. <laughs> like, they are clearly making fun or having fun. They're yeah. not making fun, but they do not understand the gravity of the song. Correct. They, they do not understand what they do. I think Ed loves rap. Yes. Loves this song. Yes. Just wanted to do it. Legit. And the 90s were a time where you could do that and get away with it. As For a, sure. As like a fucking bunch of white up middle class provincials. You can get away with it. Yes. And to their credit, they haven't done it since the Conehead soundtrack, right? Um, did you did you know? No. So they re-recorded an actual full. This version is only like a minute, minute and a half yeah. long. The Coneheads version is the full fight the power, right? So they're like, and it's Elvis studio. was a racist. Yeah. And fucking John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I don't. Just like it. You're right. They could get away with it, but. I think they had to know what the song was about, and they had to know that they weren't contributing. Correct. I think that, but also, like, again, again, this does not excuse it. <laughs> I'm just providing context. <laughs> I, I'm, I think the song is probably- A black man sweating! <laughs> yeah, I think that the 90s were a time where you could get away with that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I get it. Yeah, 100%. Like, and, seem, and seem like you were being an ally. It's just there's so little empathy in making this a party song. Correct. Right? I don't know. It's, it's, you do know. You've said it. <laughs> I just can't wait to get to too old. I just can't wait <laughs> to see how far they've come in their, in their, uh, the plights of underrepresented groups. <laughs> yep. Like, I mean, the elderly are a, um, are, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You're right. They just don't Elder understand. Abuse. Yeah. They are the power. But I mean, they're again, saying fight the power. Guess what, boys? You're, you're a 19 year old suburban white male. They're 19 years old, though. Like, that's the you're a platinum selling nineteen year old artist. I mean, not when they made this album. Okay, you're right. It became that well, on like, the Conehead soundtrack. They are. The, yeah. I, so again, yes. I don't know. Yeah, show a little bit more. Uh, Who cares? Just, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who cares? Here's, here's, here's what I've come to on the Very Ladies podcast. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. We're John, not going to change. John anything. Wayne was a racist. John that's for sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, the instrumentation is better in the Coneheads version. The piano is prettier. Uh, Steve is being too cute with the vocal effect thing uh, with his hands. He's like, uh, that being said, the yellow tape version is shorter. Winner <laughs> yellow tape for the first time. Did they cut anything out of the yellow tape version? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's like several verses that they do okay. from fight the power in the Coneheads version. They don't do in the yellow tape. Right. Whoo. Close us out with a uh, John Wayne quote. 1971 playboy. John Wayne. Gacy. No. Regular. Regular John Wayne. <laughs> John Wayne Vanilla. John okay. Vanilla. John Wayne Lacey. <laughs> I believe in white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> a 
until the blacks are educated to a point of responsibility. I don't believe in giving authority and positions of leadership and judgment to irresponsible people. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. There you go. Holy fuck. Wow. I thought they were just talking about his racism, like, you know, the Indians are the enemies. I didn't know that he was a full out, full out on, now. Full on racist. Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> Woo! John Wayne. I mean, um, I also believe in white supremacy. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to believe yeah, that it exists. I believe, I believe in it. Like, yeah, you're I, right. I see it all the time. <laughs> Holy fuck. What a quote. Thank you. How did you, uh, that's, did you just copy that down from the plaque in your living room? Yeah. <laughs> Just a picture of John Wayne Gacy, John Wayne Gacy, <laughs> one of John Wayne Gacy's clown paintings with that written on it. It just says John Wayne on the bottom. <laughs> I want that. I want oh, that really bad. Man. I will never hang it up. I will put it in my attic. But it's just a fucking piece of Americana. Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, Jesus, that's beautiful. Um, all right, somebody on our Discord, please make that. <laughs> Photoshop that together for me. Um. All right, Ev, uh, I think it's time to rate this album. Oh, fuck. I keep forgetting we do that. <laughs> As usual, we rate this album on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes it's wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. Ev, as usual, we start with you on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. What do you think about this album? I was really into Japanese culture in high school and junior high. Okay. And back then in the late 90s, it was okay to like wear a kimono for a white not okay but it was socially acceptable for someone to i remember going to my mom's garden party in like a kimono okay oh and see Fancy my boy. partner also wore a kimono okay we were like we love asian culture we're gonna dress up yeah. you know it's a fancy occasion we're gonna wear like silk brocade sure and we thought we were just the height of wit right height of cleverness. i wore a kimono to my prom yeah i mean and it comes from a it comes from a place of love yeah right i love this culture i want to be part of it i want to represent it it's problematic. Yeah. But I'm like fucking 14. I'm 15. You know, I think it's, I think I'm doing good. Different time. Different, different time. Doesn't, doesn't excuse doesn't it. Doesn't excuse it. Doesn't excuse it. Fight the power. <laughs> so this is me wearing a kimono to my mom's <laughs> garden party. Like it's a little rough around the edges, uh-huh. but like it caught my, it caught everyone's attention. They're like, Oh, look at this. Look at this eccentric little guy. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I got a lot of conversation. got a lot of talk. I mean, this is a, it's a fun album. It doesn't hold up compared to like later Evan. Right. Where, like, <laughs> okay. I'm more educated about... Do you about... feel like you're bare naked now? I feel like I've uh, sort of settled into my persona and my love of, like, Asian culture. Like, now that I've got my master's okay. degree, now that I know, like, how I've, you know, talked to Asian people about their, like, representation and, like, how they'd like to be represented and, like, you know, the Japanese experience is different than the Japanese the Japanese American experience. So, right. like, you have to be cognizant of different different communities, even, with this, even within the same ethnic background. So I, I get it a little bit better. <laughs> I know I'm still making mistakes, but, like... I get it, and I get that they were trying to do. This came from a place of love, this whole album. <laughs> I feel like you're just talking about Fight the Power. And it did. No, the album, I think, came from a place yeah, of, of like, love did. and excitement. Yeah. Like, they were on the up and up. They were coming. They, they knew they had something. Just like I knew I had something the first time I sat in that Kurosawa Film Festival and watched Rashomon. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. This is, but does it hold up? No. Does my wearing of uh, Asian clothes hold up? No. Mm-hmm. Will you look back on it fondly? Yes. 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 Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm glad. No. I'm glad. There. The only pictures that that survive of me in that are like Polaroids. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no one had like a digital camera back yeah, then. Back so then. thank God. Uh, but you were. Pre- uh, there's not a whole lot of skin showing in a kimono. No. Or did you tastefully part it a little? No. Bit? No. No. It's a, so I've got like yeah I've got hands forearms 
Uh, I think I think I wore sandals, so feet. Okay. Um, and then like no tabby fa- socks. Face, no, no. Okay. All right. No face and even then back then i liked barefoot stuff face and then like it has like an open v chest okay so so i'm showing i'm showing a bit of skin sure sure, sure 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 for me i am six years old seven the year old. is the year is 1992 i want to go back, back to 92 um and it's halloween oh. and i am so fucking scary sibilant structure <laughs> i'm so fucking into wwf it's just oh. my thing. Who's your I wrestler? I love it. My boys are the Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man Randy Savage. Hulk. Hulk. And I, I liked Hulk. He was okay. But man, the Ultimate Warrior, there's something I knew later in life he would be a there's gun-toting anti-vax nutcase. There was something off about him even then. Yeah, like, I mean. He, there was something like, you always about, felt like he was going to take a bite out of his opponent. Like he's going to bite <laughs> someone. It was like a weird tribalism sort of like face paint. I don't know. But felt also weird. like his eyes weren't right. Like oh, there's something yeah. like, you, you could Crazy tell he, he wasn't fully human in there. Uh, well, I loved him so much that that was my Halloween costume, right? Ooh. So what that consisted of is a shirt that looked like abs, a long sleeve shirt, because it was October, late abs October. all the way down. Abs and fucking muscles. Uh-huh. And then pants that looked like muscular legs and little tights, <laughs> right? So I'm, I'm walking around dressed as the ultimate warrior. Did you warrior. have a little plastic mask with like the little... Uh... No, it didn't come with a mask. That's weird. Like it, those like yeah. weird little fucking Maybe it didn't, I just didn't wear mass it. produced plastic masks were huge in the Maybe 80s. it was just uncomfortable and I was just like, no, I don't yeah, know. They, just... they were horrible to wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um It's maddening. You ever see that Venture Brothers? Never mind. I'm sure uh, I have. I just don't remember it. Okay. It's uh, Hank can't stop sticking his tongue through the plastic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um So anyway, this is me looking bare na- like all the potential. I can see the potential of bare nakedness. But you look like a weird, crazy guy <laughs> yeah, in this outfit, but not. It's not naked. It's not naked, but the potential is there for nakedity, right? I'm mm-hmm. ready to be naked. Maybe it will come one day. I'd never been naked up to that point in my life. <laughs> I was a never nude, and uh, a never nude I remain to this day. But perhaps I will see nakedity. Um. Perhaps I'll see you naked again. Have you seen me naked? I don't think so. I don't think I've seen you naked. No. I don't know. I would remember how big your dick was. We'll very, be right it's very back. Small. <laughs> we'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A pretty good ladies podcast. Hey, Evan. What kind of ghost do you want to be? What are my choices? Blood ghost. Coke ghost. <laughs> Pepsi nitro ghost. <laughs> I would be like a Pepsi blue ghost. What's that? Pepsi Blue was the best flavor of Pepsi, discontinued, widely disliked, but helpful to Little Saker. Saker loved Pepsi Blue. What did it taste like? Uh, it tasted was it like blue? carbonated Kool-Aid. It was blue. Yeah. It fucking ruled, bro. Huh. At one point, what my favorite shirt was a uh, a Pepsi Blue logo right here, and it had little like those three buttons on it. It was clearly like a delivery man's shirt, yeah. <laughs> but somebody donated it to our local thrift store, and it, I wore that shirt rant, rant. once a week. Yeah, absolutely loved my Pepsi Blue shirt. Um, yeah, bro, I would be a Pepsi Blue ghost because you know what? I'm going to be discontinued. Somebody's going to exercise me. Not many people are going to like me, but the people who do, I'm going to be very helpful to them. What do you haunt? The old distribution plant. The old hot dog factory (laughs) on the edge of town. (laughs) Do you remember that? A lot of tube meat came out of this plant. What kind of ghost would you Do I remember the old hot dog dog factory factory on the edge of town? No. (laughs) Did we have an old hot dog factory? 
I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what kind of ghost? A lot of dicks be? went into that machinery. <laughs> a lot of dicks. Yeah. And a you machine. Know what my dick looks like. Machine can't tell the difference between a hot dog and a dick. No, it's been cased. It for packages years. them up the same way. That's right. I have you a, won't know till you bite into it. Hebrew Frank <laughs> stamped on my dick. It's kosher Nathan's. though. I am. I'm. I'm circumcised. Uh, oh wait, that's not kosher. No, that's. I mean. Wait, yeah. The, human flesh, I don't think, is kosher. Yeah. Well, it is not cloven. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. Can Jewish people eat human flesh? That's I'm sure this Seems like that's a question for the internet. Yeah. All right. Well, you tell me what kind of ghost you are. I'm going to see if Jews can be cannibals. <laughs> I want to be like a poltergeist, but not for like moving things around. I want to be a poltergeist that keeps things in place. Oh. So like you like go to rearrange your furniture and like okay. you can't move your couch because there's just like a ghostly force holding it. Oh, I like that. What? Or like, or like you do move it around and then like you come back from work and everything's back the way it was. Okay. Interesting. So, you also just I vomit a- up like centipedes. Okay, but, but you really like the status quo. No, You're a status quo ghost. I feel like that's a ghostly thing, though. I don't feel like ghosts can internalize new information, and I feel like like moving things around with like an a- like angry force just isn't ghostly to me. Okay, like throwing stuff. Okay, like being mad. Um, you can. Genesis two seven states, and the man became a beast with a soul, so he is not included in the category of hoofed animals. Therefore, he is not included in the prohibition. Accordingly, one who takes partakes of meat or fat from a man, whether alive or deceased, is not liable for lashes. However, it is, however, forbidden to partake of human meat because of the positive commandment. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't understand. Okay, so the punishment for breaking kosher is lashes. I guess so. If you're, so. Built, if you're willing to be whipped a couple times, you can eat. So basically, there's no unanimous consensus among authorities. There's no inherent prohibition against eating human flesh. Okay. There you go. Great. It is okay in the eyes of God, too. Well, God made us as his perfect creation, so, right. you know, we should be eating each other. In Why fact, it's, every moment you're not eating another person is an <laughs> insult to the divine. He made it so. Um, so you're saying every moment you're not doing something you're allowed to do is a moment where you're wasting. God put us on earth for a purpose. Uh-huh. And that was to devour each other okay. until there was only one left. And then he shall be taken up as sit at the left hand of the Father, Son, and the, the Holy Ghost, Highlander. the Trinity. Oh. Do you Every think, earth man is a Highlander. Do you think Sean Connery's in heaven? Ooh, never hit a woman with a closed fist. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, though there's no rabbinical statute that says yeah, you. <laughs> I mean, actually, I think the Bible probably is okay with hitting women. Yeah, probably. Or, I'm sorry, disciplining women. That's correct. Lashes. And anyone under you, um, including your children. Do you know Especially your children. Do you know who else is okay with hitting women? <laughs> Why, that's the, ca- <laughs> that's the cast of Continuum. Continuum Episode 5, Synergy, is out now. Uh, the cast of SMS 108, Wake Is Up to... Is that uh, Synergy, S-I-N-ergy? <gasps> Can you imagine? They did not think ahead. Should we punch up their episode titles? I think we should. should we? Let's go through all of them, but hang on real quick. We'll turn it up and turn them all into puns. The crew of SMS 108 wake up to find themselves two weeks and millions of miles off course of their assigned hauling job again, 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 again. So maybe this is sort of a Groundhog Day episode. Uh, so they just start killing and fucking each other right away. <laughs> Brother? Sakers on that the, if, I, if I have my way, that's how it goes. All right, let's punch up all of the um, uh, Continuum episode titles. You ready for this? Um, how the fuck do I find all the Continuum episode titles? Man, their website sucks. <laughs> all right, Continuum episode four, Hostile Takeover. 
What about Ryan Styles takeover? <laughs> Ryan Styles takeover. Sounds good. Good? Okay. Episode three, bite the bullet. Bite the mullet? Good. Love it. Cut the mullet? Little Cut Wesley the mullet. Willis? Cut the mullet. Cut the okay. mullet. There we go. Uh, episode two. Um, uh, 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 uh. What the fuck? Oh, circle back. Circle jerk. Good. <laughs> and episode one, dead on arrival. Uh, DOA Extreme Beach Volleyball. That rules. <laughs> Fall Out Boy presents DOA Extreme Beach, Beach Volleyball. <laughs> Good. I love it. All right. We punched you up. Hope you enjoy it, Derailed. You're welcome. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin this Hangando wheel. Keeps getting bigger. We, I don't know what we're even doing. All the songs? Yeah. No, we just... We can... What's so maybe about? What's so maybe about? Um, good cop, bad cop, the narrator into a date with a mutual friend. <laughs> so the yellow tape or the? Should we just pick one song? Should we just do "Fight the Power" since we've never done it before? Mm, the narrator <laughs> fight the power. So yep. like fucking <laughs> Chuck, uh, Chuck D. Someone, well, no, someone who thinks, someone who has like ally listed in their tinder profile ah, okay so but who has never done a, a we're good not doing public enemy we're doing bnl as public yes, enemy. okay yes. so yeah so someone who who wears a pin that's a, a performative a performative ally, ally. Yes. yes okay so set a performative ally up on a date with your friend and more than just a performative ally but somebody who like will go up to like uh just like a black person they don't know and be like What's up, my brother? And be like, trying to give them people, the giving nuts. people the nod. Yeah, like trying to appropriate their culture in a way that they think feels like. She says, "I'm doing what they like." I'd want to like try and set them up with like one of my black friends, but then I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to like. I wouldn't. You're a nightmare. I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, I feel like. Oh, we have to good cop, bad cop them in there. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So you believe in white supremacy, do you? <laughs> Absolutely not. Of course. That's why I'm bad copping them. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. All right. No. Yeah. We didn't think you did, bud. No, but man. Okay. So if you really don't believe in white supremacy, you should be kind of exclusively dating people of color. I think that makes the most sense for you. Not only that. I lost it. This is problematic. Uh, this is prob- yeah. I don't like, let's not do fight the power. <laughs> Let's do another segment, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, we could have just done another song. No. In the drink, you need to seduce the narrator or fight oh, the power. All these are sexual. <laughs> I'm going to spin again. Uh, here we go. Last one, baby. I love you. Someone loves this song. Recommend them a drink, TV show, Jell-O favor, oh, well, whatever. Do the right thing. Okay. It's more Spike Lee joints. Well, it's, the song was made for Do the Right Thing. Right. So. Okay. Oops. Oh, you're okay, friend. <laughs> I, li- I went to lift Did you my- spill? No, a little bit on me. Oh, I buddy. I my water bottle and the top came off. Oh, a little spilly. I think That's John little- Wayne Gacy's ghost was trying to stop me. A little Butterfingers dickin'. Well, that's, that's what they you. call me. That's what they call me. Um, so, so I would a- recommend... Yeah, Do the Right Thing is good. Uh, I would recommend... Um, what's a good book to read? What's a good book to read? Um, uh, maybe uh, Black Like Me. <laughs> They should read that. What is it? Is that right? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Chinua Achebe's Things Fall Apart. Sure. The one that every yeah. like global history class makes you the read. Tanasi Coates. Has, is that how you pronounce it? Tanasi Coates. Yeah. Not, the, his yeah. run on Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, 
We're just naming black authors black people <laughs> ra- raisin in the sun. <laughs> Okay, this God. is all problematic. Yeah, we shouldn't have done Fight the Power, just like BNL shouldn't have. We're learning. We learned our lesson right away. We did it before we recorded. Oh no, we didn't. We recorded this. Well, time to move on. Sorry, everyone. Here's the point where we take a letter from our friends, our fans, our putrid little piss pigs. Here's a question from our friend Matthias. Hi, Matthias. Matthias says, what one Bare Naked Ladies member would you trust with your most personal possession? Ooh. Great question, Matthias. Yeah. Hey, by the way, if you want to email us, <laughs> please, please, please email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. We need letters. We need missives. We have a million episodes coming up. And if we don't have your things we're just going to keep answering questions from matthias and that's not fun for anyone he sends hundreds of questions we have a backlog of matthias do not make us answer matthias so in very german way he's very thorough about his questions very thorough listen boys <laughs> i have the question for, for you, you. <laughs> oh you want another question crimes 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 <laughs> confused oh yeah see Elon Musk, he got his hand stuck in a box, and now he's, like, fucking ruining Twitter, and... <laughs> Elon! Hand stuck in a box! <laughs> Elon! I don't know why that reminded me of Fight the Power. <laughs> uh, all right, so, uh, which American lady would you trust? First off, what is your most prized possession? The one I would, like, save in a fire? Yeah. Probably, uh, like, my external hard drive with all my, like, writing stuff on it. Okay. Because that is thousands and thousands of hours of work. Okay. So... A missile's. Yeah. I mean, other than like my fa- my child, but like, I was gonna say my child make you feel like a shit. I know, but okay, like, yeah. you can't. It's not a possession. He's not a possession. I don't own them. Yes. Um, okay. Although I'm responsible for them, which is like the, sh- the worst of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, it's really you don't you don't have any control over them, but you are responsible for everything they say and do. Um, okay, so what the fuck? Okay, so a missile's about to hit your town, and the a one missile? thing you can do. Who shot it? Uh, uh, Pol Pot Page. <laughs> Pol Pot Page. <laughs> the one thing you can do is you can. You have a bank tube that leads directly to one of the Benica ladies that you can shoot your hard drive through. So who are you going to shoot it to? Which, where does your bank tube no, lead? I, 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 um, I strap myself into my uh, like bespoke teleportation machine, and it, it can teleport me to, to the greater Edmonton area. Okay, got it. And I can hand it to one BNL boy. Sure. For like, and I'm like phasing in and out of reality. And okay. I, I, can get, I only have enough time to send one. <laughs> yeah. The one who's going to take the best care of it are, are we assuming that they're going to take care of it? Like, they're not just going to be like, what the fuck is this? And yes. throw it in the trash Yeah, because they know you. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, in my eyes, they can see that they have to do this. Yes, exactly. They understand um, implicitly. Who is going to take the best? Probably. And the, and the idea is that if you survive the missile, you want it back. So, yeah. like, they're not, because they, they can't do anything. I, I'm, okay, so what I'm imagining, not just the missile, like, the world's about to end. Yeah. And in the post-apocalyptic wasteland, like, they have to protect this. Yeah. Yes. Um, hmm. So not only someone who is going to protect it with their life, but also survive. I got my answer. Survive beyond, beyond, beyond. You want to say it on three? Yeah. Three, one, two, two, one. Three. one. Ty. Ty is the mama bear. I know. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's a survivor. He's a survivor. But I think that, like, Kev's dead. Immediately. Kev- Kev- immediately if he's not dead he wants if the to bomb die. doesn't hit him directly yeah. he's he, just like the emotional like when when so many <laughs> souls cry out at once like it just overwhelms kev's constitution 100 his, his system shuts down i feel like ed would do a good job but then yeah. he would like 
become like the Lord of Bullet Town or he's something. Got other shit going he got he's he's yeah. got a, he's a community organizer. Agreed. He's got stuff going Agreed. on. Agreed. Agreed. So we're left with Jim and Ty. Yeah. Or Steve. Steve's not gonna. Steve. Steve. Steve like, is not responsible. Steve becomes for a like blood mad warlord. One hundred percent. And so like if he's, you want, he's blaster master. If I want like blaster master. <laughs> What's his name? Master, master blaster. blaster. You got it. Reverse. <laughs> ah. He's a fucking what's it, Lord Urinal? Was that our? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> guy. I'm gonna have my jester guild you. Um, so yeah, he's he's like starting a cult around my like flash drive or something like a full like <laughs> okay. Canticle for Leibowitz. Sort you don't of want style. that, okay? Yeah, sure. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want a bunch so of like war it's boys. It's down to Jim and Ty. So yeah. why? What made you choose Jim? I feel like Ty is gonna be like in. Here's the thing. Ty would do a really good job, but I feel like Ty has like wastelands gladiator written all over him like he goes into thunderdome he's That's the guy who fucks, who fucks people up in the thunderdome he's got the big fucking gimp mask on he's huge he's got like all the leather and he spikes and stuff and he's like fighting so i think he's gonna get killed okay in the in like by probably a, a mad max type he's gonna get killed by That's like a so funny whoever's a timothy chalamet whoever plays sure. mad max in the <laughs> sure. one. see i feel like Tayshal. i feel like that's his persona now but if the if the apocalypse happened he would kind of turn into kind of a, a lone wolf and cub sort of thing he would cart your hard drive so around he is the road warrior i think he is but i can but see things Jim... don't go, the thing, thing, thing is things don't go well for the road warrior until That's the true. end like he loses but his he possessions survived. routinely yeah you're right so he would be like it would be him just trying it would be my hard drive getting stolen from him and him trying to retrieve it but and over and over again at the very end of the movie it's destroyed but then he thinks up for it for a second. He hasn't said a line all movie, just like Lone Wolf and Cub. <laughs> and just like a Kevin Smith movie, he delivers his one line, which is he starts going, zero, one, one, zero. <laughs> he has memorized the contents of your hard drive. See, if anyone's going to memorize the contents of my hard it's drive, Jim. it's Jim, which is why, like, Fuck. he, he get like, I feel, I see Jim living in, like, a fucking monastery mm-hmm. high up on, like, a mm-hmm. fucking uh, crag somewhere. Sure. And there's just a, a little, little uh, like, order of monks that he's created that is, like, it's like what Steve did, but not evil. Sure. So they're just like preserving the. I see him like he's. They call him. They call him the librarian. Sure. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. And so this is where Ty has to go to like get the knowledge he needs to survive right. in the wasteland. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. I like it. I like both of our answers, and I do think I didn't think it was a competitive segment, but I do think you beat me this time. <laughs> Usually, it's not a competitive segment, but right. you win. And then Bumblebee kills them all. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, no, it was the techno. Dr- oh, remember when the robots were fighting? What album was that? I don't know. Who the fucking said? Here's the thing: I have to come up with a whole new That's right. battle board. <laughs> I got so excited! <laughs> Holy fuck! So I have to go from doing a half hour of research for each episode to two plus hours as I like every week. <laughs> every week. Oh my god! I'm so fucking excited. All right. Well, Matthias, coming out of retirement. I hope that answered your question. Do they still got it? Do the BNL boys still got it? I have a question for you. Oh. What are your hopes slash fears for the new album? Wow. My my fears are that it is going to flow through me like water. It's mm. going to be a, a tomatometer score of 50%. Neither fun enough to be awesome or bad enough to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nothing. Because even uh, Detour de Force had shit like Internal Dynamo, which is just fucking wild, <laughs> weird shit, right? This album, I think, is going to be so uh, inoffensive that it just becomes nothing. Inoffensive? <laughs> too, too old is already. <laughs> we're on our way. Um, what's my hope? Uh-huh. I mean, I hope it's good. I mean, what do you... I hope <laughs> I know, I, specifically, I hope there's a rap song on it. 
I hope we have. I hope we get a one week fight sort of fight the power. I hope. I hope. They, I hope they cover uh, a tribe called Quest. <laughs> I hope they cover Arrested Development or something. Uh, what? What are your? What's your hope? What's your fear? I mean, very similar. I hope that. I hope that there's like one or two songs that I can find a joy in, mm-hmm. which was, I mean, Detroit of Force I found mm-hmm. roll out at 1.5 speed. There you go. Even if I have to work for it, even there if I go. have to work for it, I'm like, I'm willing to be there. Yeah. And I enjoyed Good Life. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Good Life was great. Like I said, there's a lot I think to enjoy about, uh, about Detour de Force. I'm looking at the track list now. I think we all liked, um, I mean, we liked Flip. I yeah. liked Flip. Flip. Yeah. Uh, Take a little we sip. fucking loved Big Backyard, both of us. <laughs> oh, that's what I, that's my hope. My hope is that I get like a hidden son from Kev. Yeah, I know I'm <sighs> never gonna get it again. Yeah, or even a a Jerome. Yeah, I'd take a Jerome. I you want Jerome. something specific? Something? I want something haunting and beautiful. Haunting, yes. But what absolutely. I'm gonna get is insipid and. Uh, fucking toilet ghost well you should read the youtube comments on one night people are fucking nailing ed to the wall about how generic the lyrics are it's like gonna be a good fun night one night have a gun night shoot myself in the buns that's (laughs) That's actually specific i want that but it's it's very boring anyway we'll get to it when we get to it yeah um did you not like bylaw that's haunting no that's a bad song it's about a He's mad at a cop that, or a lo- it's, is it a cop? It's like a local, it's like a local, local officer. Or- yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Some fucking warrant officer stopped yeah. Kevin a, for going <laughs> a rolling stop at a yeah. fucking stop sign or something. Uh, all right. Well, so wait. So your your hope is a haunting Kev song. Haunting your fear Kev is? I hope I get a haunting Kev song. I hope I get a weird ass Jim song. Mm-hmm. And I hope that I get a catchy Ed song. Okay. I'd be happy with that. And yeah. then, a, then a, another, like an, an internal, di- like a weird ass, like yeah. where they're having fun, where you oh, can yeah. see that they're having fun. Yes, yes, yes. That would be nice. My fear is that it's just going to be a fucking straight down the plate adult contemporary album. I mean, that's, which, I, brother, I think our worst fears are going to be realized. And that it's going to turn me off BNL forever. Should we talk about, is this the end of the podcast after we finish this album? I think it all rests. Are we going to feel it out? It all rests on in-flight. I think if, if we come off of in-flight, tired oh my god if we come yeah. up in flight with a little bit of energy that's exactly it yeah okay so shit i think we should judge each album on their merit okay and then decide whether we want to continue with the band or not great love it love it let's do it <laughs> ending this podcast would be the brave choice uh, it really would this, <laughs> we are just what too, are we gonna do we're fucking just more man cowards. versus b more man versus b one of our most listened to episodes <laughs> man versus b oh okay all right all right if that's another week <laughs> in the tubes hey no episode next month yes just to lay it out there we're taking off we're taking off october but we're, we're not, in flight we're not taking off october we're gonna be we are recording we're, banking. we're gonna be pulling up everything we're gonna we're gonna do two episodes a week for the entire <laughs> month of october god you might be right i mean three hours every sunday that's what we used to do that's what we used to. no we used to do two. we used to do three hours bi-weekly yes but sometimes we would do them all in a row so that we could bank some so we wouldn't be behind. But we might not need to do that. We'll okay. see. We'll okay. see. We'll talk it out. We'll, we'll feel it out. We'll feel it out. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. We'll figure it out. Holy Jesus. Um, Sweet Jesus. Ev, what do you have to plug this week? <sighs> My new book should be out. Hey. Uh, that's something. Soul of Vienna Zones. Yeah. You want to you wanna read where that pizza so necromancer <laughs> is doing with his life? So pick it up. It's, it's uh, already out literally as we're recording this, isn't it? No, no. It's, it comes out, I think, next 
September 5th, okay, I believe. It's I believe it's the second book in my my Iana Zone series. Okay. Uh, my love of the pizza is very clear. Um, <laughs> and it's the final book. Yeah, it's the final one. People it's are a saying, duology. People are saying that it's part of a series, but I'm like, oh, no, I finished it. I, I mean, that, I it's a series. If they ask me for another one, I'll do but it. But you can't, I mean, the way I, I didn't plan the way it. Iana Zone the way, the, well, I don't the way Iana Zone finishes that stuffed crust, <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> Bakes himself It's going right to be in. very clear. Um, I am... Uh, the Kickstarter's over. Hopefully it funded. You're close. You're like within a couple hundred bucks, right? We are within a couple hundred. And we have three days left as of this record. And they say that like a lot of Kickstarters, like if they're if you make it over halfway by the halfway point or something. Uh, Yeah, this is the slowest our Kickstarter has ever gone. So it made me nervous, but I think we'll make it. Um... So the album's definitely not out yet, but we are playing a live show at Con on the Cob in Richfield, Ohio. Uh, we're either playing, we're definitely playing on Saturday. We might be playing on Friday too. So October fifth through eighth, come on down to Richfield. Nice, come nice. on up to Richfield or down or sure, sideways, wherever you are. Yeah, I assume most people are listening to this from Edmonton. So come on down, Ed Mutton. <laughs> All right, Ev. Hey, this was a fun one. Yeah, we had a good time. We're such such delightful gentlemen. I will see you, my friend, on November 7th. Oh, yeah. That's when our next episode comes out. Yeah, that's, that's what it'll be. That's what it'll be. Well, we'll see all of you on November 7th. That's right. Until then. It's been a good, good life. life.